Hey everybody, this is Lou with Big Harder Gamers. Just wanted to give you a heads up that there is a a skosh, a pinch, a, a dollop even of adult language in this episode. So if you happen to be sensitive to that sort of thing, or you have small children who might happen to listen to this, just wanted to let you know. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Lou with Big Harder Gamers. We talk about people in the gaming community that do some pretty amazing things. If you look around and get involved in these communities online, you begin to see that these personalities are very popular. And some of them are popular because of the work that they do. Charitable work. Hello? Bree! Here, what's going on? Hey! Here, hold on one second. Let me put my face in here. My face! <laughs> That is Brie, or as nearly 20,000 of her followers know her as, Tactical Pinup. Okay, let's back up a bit. I met Tactical Pinup at Extra Life United. Now, Extra Life United is a charity video game competition that, in lieu of cash prizes, it awards its winners with donations to a Children's Miracle Network hospital of their choice. There, we met young people who received treatment from these hospitals. Now, Children's Miracle Network hospitals call these young people champions, and rightfully so. I really want to go back again next year. That was an amazing experience. And like I've stayed in contact with Justin's mom, the kid that was the champion from, what was it, West Virginia? And he was a huge fan of Bacon and I. Bacon is Bacon Donut, a very popular charity streamer on Twitch. And we like ended up taking like. We were supposed to go after the their medal ceremony. We were supposed to go to Harry Potter World, but then they were going to go to like Star Wars Land, okay, and see all that. And so we canceled our plans and offered it to Justin and his mom if they wanted us to come hang out with him because he was such a huge fan of ours. And so I ended up, you know, getting to know his mom pretty well. And so she added me on Facebook, and. Like, she's been sending me pictures. He stood up at graduation, like... Are you serious? Yeah. Like, he stood up at graduation and got his, like... He couldn't walk across the stage, but he, like, he wanted to. But he at least could stand on his prosthetics and get his award, which is, like, the coolest thing for his mom to be, like, live-tweeting me, fo- or, like, you know, messaging me on Facebook photos of this. And stuff. Okay, so now fast-forward to the time of the call. I caught tactical pinup on a dinner break as she and her team were... Busy raising money for another gaming-centric charity campaign for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Thank you. I was starving, and I still, I'm probably going to pop back after we're done. I'm going to pop back on and do more streaming for St. Jude, because we're we're so fucking close to 125000 That's right. They were in the process of raising $125,000 for St. Jude's. Her team, Gamers for Change, was right in the middle of that fundraising effort when I talked to her. Now, these donations were pledged from her community and the community of other Twitch partners and streamers just in the month of, of May. You're how close again to your your goal for St. Jude's? Um, so we've actually upped it three times now. Oh. So it was 50000 at first. We blew that out of the water in three days. Um, our next goal was seventy five. Less than 24 hours later, we had hit 75000 so we raised it to 100,000. We hit 100,000 at the end of 71 hour, 171 hours. 
So we went over the 160 eggs. We're like, dude, we're wow. so close. Like, why are we stopping? We're at like $97,000. Like, what are we doing with our life? And actually, by the end of it, we could tell that our, our by the end of our 171-hour stream that we did, we could tell the community just wasn't done. So we're like, we hit 100,000, like between Bacon and I. We're like, okay, we're done. You know, but they're like, we have all these other teammates who haven't earned their St. Jude hoodie yet, which is if you raise $500, you get a Twitch hoodie. So we started hopping between everyone who was live at the time's channels and going and bombing them with charity donations. And we ended up raising $108,000 by the end of it. So we helped, we helped 16 team members (laughs) as well get their hoodies. So and that's what we helped two people today get their hoodies. But right now, our end goal is $125,000, and we're at 121432 dollars This is the life of Tactical Pinup. And while she does make a living at being a Twitch partner, she is a dedicated charity streamer. Of course, this wasn't always the case. I was a national LGBT outreach coordinator for a presidential race who had no shit shot in hell and getting affected, <laughs> but I was 18 and stupid, and I worked for Dirt Cheap. Um, you know, and I worked a lot of hours for that, but it's like I consistently find myself, like, even... Then there was that time at the casino. I was a <laughs> assistant, or I was a dual rate. Um, so I did assistant pit supervising, which is one step under a pit boss. And then you also did dealing as well as a dual rate, so you did both. Um, hence the term dual rate because they had to pay you at two different <laughs> rates. I don't know. It's a casino thing. So I ended up doing that for a while and I hated it. Like my life sucked. I was miserable. I couldn't have fun colored hair. I couldn't be myself. You know, I had to wear uniforms that were just, they looked like they were out of the 80s. Like they were like, it was just bad. I had no sense of individualism. I was just another you know, another, you know, another sheep. So kind of what started me on doing charity streaming, um, fuck even just every time, every fucking time I talk about this, (laughs) Jesus. Um, so I was living in a small town in Minnesota and, as small towns go, you get to know a lot of different people. And there was this laundromat that like everybody in town used because it's, it was such a small town and Heather was the owner and she had her daughter, Maggie and Maggie would always come in and help her like sweep the floors of the laundromat and stuff like that. And, um, they lived just across the border in Wisconsin in another small town. And so they would come over to our small town, um, and um, I got to know them pretty well because I had every single week on my day off, which was Wednesdays and Thursdays, I would go into the laundromat and do my laundry and wash all my, uh, wash all my uh, uniforms for when I was working at the casino. And, I mean, we'd talk about just goofy things like K-cups. I remember Maggie loved hot chocolate. And so she loved the hot chocolate K-Cups. And so Heather would tell me about all these, like, fantastic deals that she found on Amazon. And so that way I could have fantastic deals, too. And, and we, would, we would talk about different things. And, you know, we, it was kind of just one of those situations. I mean, I, I wasn't, like, directly in their life. But 
it was enough of a relationship where I like knew who they were and sure. could talk, you know, and it wasn't like we were close and not like we went out for coffee or anything like that. But like, you know, we just, it was small town kind of feel, you know, you like, you may not know the person intimately, but you, you had their back and whatever. Um, so in January of 2014, um, it was actually New Year's Day. Maggie was having some issues um, with her eyesight and her balance. And it got so bad, and she was having migraines. It got so bad that her parents took her into the emergency room uh, on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. And they ended up doing a CAT scan, and Maggie was diagnosed with a rare form of childhood brain cancer that attacked your brain stem. It just over the next couple of months, it was I, I watched the, her Facebook, Heather's Facebook feed about how what what treatments Maggie was doing. I read the Caring Bridge of of how how her treatments going. When I saw them, you know, Maggie, it became for more and more. It became more and more infrequent that Maggie was at the laundromat when I was doing my laundry because she would just get so sick. Um, and they would travel down to Rochester to get treatment, and they ended up traveling a couple of different places around the around the country to find treatment. Um, and Maggie just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and she started to like gain weight because of the medication. And I'm just watched this family go through it, and like her, she started to lose the ability to control her facial muscles. So like. It started with just one side of her face where she couldn't control it anymore. She, like, couldn't look out of her eye. Like, her, she couldn't smile or anything. Like, she had no control of one side of her face. And it just, um, towards the end, she was confined to a wheelchair, couldn't speak, couldn't talk. It was always in pain. And I just, I, I just watched this family go through this. I watched this, like, very lively 10-year-old go from running around and being spunky and tenacious to not even being able to walk or speak or talk. And um, so at the beginning of this, um, so that happened in January. And so I'm watching this kind of progress. And in June is when I did my first charity event, which was for St. Jude. Um, and I just kind of dedicated it to Maggie. I was like, we're going to, we're going to help find a cure. Like we're going to, we're going to cure Maggie. We're going to do this. Um, and so that first charity event, our team raised $10,000 in 24 hours. Um, and that was when I was on a different team. I was, so was Maggie at St. Jude's at some point or no, no, nope. Nope. She never ended up going to St. Jude. Um, she was seen at the Mayo hospital a lot, um, which they use St. Jude research. So, but then I found out about Extra Life a little bit later on that year, and I was like, I got to do an Extra Life stream because we have an we have one of the hospitals was Gillette, and Maggie went to Gillette, and so I was oh, like, okay. So she had gone, she gone to the local hospital in the small town. She'd gone to the Mayo Clinic. She's gone to Gillette. She'd gone to all these different hospitals, and so I ended up doing that for Gillette Children's Hospital in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I raised five thousand dollars, and actually. During the Extra Life stream, during my morning shift, I got a Facebook alert that Maggie had passed away. And I was just like, I went to the person that was leading up our team at the time. I went to her and I said, I'm dedicating today towards Maggie. Like, I'm every single donation we get, 
I am going to tell people to put hashtag for Maggie in this. Like, we're doing this for Maggie. Because here's another kid who lost their battle with cancer. And this is heartbreaking and it's heart-wrenching. And I couldn't, I didn't know where to begin to console Heather when I, I was at a loss. Because here's a beautiful child who ended up developing cancer and having to grow up like that you know and right. to deal with the fact that you're going to die like you, like how do you tell a little kid that like how do you tell a 10 year old and I was like this is this we can't have this and luckily like Heather you know had a good I mean she had she her husband worked construction she owned two businesses um so they're able to pay for medical care but it really got me thinking like what about these families that can't right that don't have it and it's like I was like, I just knew at that point that I like I needed to start Gamers for Change. That's Gamers, that point, the number yeah. four, Change. Gamers for Change is a group of like-minded streamers that strive to use video games to affect positive change in the world. We bring together streamers big and small and provide resources to empower them to make a difference, work together, and change lives. And we focus, we do, we've done charity events for like military men and women. My grandfather's a World War II vet. Okay. So... Um, that's something very close to my heart. So I've done Operation Supply Drop, and, and we've done some charities. But our main focus is, I mean, we are focused on all, like, charities that have to do with video games. But our main focus is is been, you know, kids' charities. So Extra Life, St. Jude, and Game Changers um, are three major ones that at least this year we're supporting. Something that needs to be said is that it takes a lot of time and effort to dedicate yourself as a streamer, especially as a professional streamer. You're essentially you're self-employed and being self-employed is hard even when you play games for your day job even on my days off my day off i have a day off i find myself working sure i'll find myself working i'll end my cast at you know six o'clock at night and i will be working until 11 12 1 2 in the morning you know and go to bed and get up and do it all over again um you know i i don't really have a social life i i don't I pretty much just eat, sleep, and breathe Twitch and charity, and that's about it. That's my life in general. It's very hard. It's like takes a crowbar to get <laughs> out of here, away from my studio setup, and not, you know, not working on stuff on Photoshop or editing videos, right. you know, or planning the next charity event or contacting sponsors or, you know, issuing thank yous or you know, just, you know, mentoring. I, you know, I take time and I sit down with our stream team members and I mentor them and, and teach them how to do charity and, and, you know, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. That's, I, awesome. really, that's the part I was waiting for. Say that again. I wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> okay. like, I, like, that's the thing is I feel like, I feel like when you find something that you're just meant to do, like you physically have to force yourself to stop doing it. Like, cause you love it that much. Like even on the days where like, yes, I will admit every single charity event I have ever planned, I have broken down in tears the day before, <laughs> just thinking it's going to suck and feeling like shit's hit the fan. Everything's falling apart. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Halfway through the campaign, it will happen again because the internet will crap out. The computer will take a poop. Twitch <laughs> is broken at the time. Something will happen. You get DDoSed or whatever. And... It, it will, that's just the way it is, you know, and uh, that's, that's, 
that's just life. That's what happens. And, you know, like there is blood, sweat and tears involved. There have been there has been blood like I've I've cut my hand on reassembling my rig, you know, <laughs> right before a charity event because you have to break it down for whatever reason. You know, like there's I've, emotional breakdowns will happen and and it's stressful and it's crazy. But I know that tonight when it hits midnight, I will know that I did an amazing thing and I got to put together an amazing group of people and I got to inspire so many others. And that means that our impact is going to be so much bigger than just myself. It's because we're going to spread out and we're going to inspire more people who can do more and be more. And it's just going to make the world a better place. So it's all worth it in the end. Every little like... Every little strain you go through, I mean, it puts a strain on relationships. It puts a strain on, on friendships. It puts a strain on on partners. It puts a strain on, on yourself and your sanity. And at the end of the day, when you pull it off, even if we don't hit 125,000, even if. But you hit, but you hit 100,000. You hit 120,000. Right. right, yeah. That's I, there, Our last charity event, we raised $27,000. So we went from 27000 Last time to a hundred and twenty thousand. That's a hundred thousand dollar difference we were able to do, and that just tells me that like we're going in the right direction, and Gamers for Change has got the right thing going on. And who knows? Maybe someday we'll end up branching out and being our own charitable foundation. I I don't know what. Ah, oh, I like the sound of that. That was my my last question for you. Is what's next? What's your next step? What's what's I... after St. Jude? St. Jude. Uh, next is planning for Game Changers. Okay. We have. Uh, we're going to do another 100. We're, we've committed to doing 368-hour streams this year. Uh, one's for Game Changers, one's for, one was for St. Jude, and the other one's for Extra Life. Awesome. Uh, so that, that's, those are our next three. Um, but my dream, the thing I'm shooting for with doing all these crazy events, is someday getting together like 120 of my favoritest broadcasters and friends, renting out a space and doing a half-a-million-dollar charity event for a charity. I like that's what I want to do. That's that's my that's my next step. That's that's what I'm shooting for. That's what all these other little like charity events. I say little, and yet we raise $121,000, <laughs> but that's like in my mind it's like so what happens after that? Well, then we go for a million dollars. What happens after that? Then maybe we start our own charity. I don't I don't know what is in store for Gamers for Change. Like I understand that my broadcast career may or may not last until <laughs> retirement like you never know i mean there's people there's people on twitch that are you know they're 67 years old and they're partnered and and that's what they do in their retirement like that's cool you know what i mean and they're able and they're able to pay their bills and and that's awesome i don't know if that's in store for me i don't know what's going to happen but i know that there is a future in video games and charity for me and i know that's where i want to be and I don't know if that means moving on and, and becoming a director of one of the charities that I still I already work with or if Gamers for Change takes off and we end up doing maybe something else or, you know, I, I, I honestly, I don't know what that looks like. I don't have a clear cut picture, but I know that it's it's just going to keep getting bigger and better. A big thanks to Bree for taking the time to chat with me really amazing work going on with Gamers for Change. Uh, tactical pinup, uh, you're amazing. Gamers for Change ended up raising $123,650 for St. Jude's, and 
And while it wasn't the $125,000 that they wanted, it's an incredible amount of money. Great job. Our show this time featured original music by Eric Skiff. Big Hearted Gamers is always looking for gamers and game developers and publishers who help their communities through charity. If you want to be featured on this site or this podcast, or you know someone who does, just let us know. Visit BigHeartedGamers.com for more information. Take care, everyone. Be safe.